What's up, peeps? We're back, as always. I'm your host, Lee Benz, and thank you for joining us for the podcast edition of the AEW Insider. I didn't plan on doing a show for like another day or two so I can get AEW's Revolution, but I'm going to have to do two because Super Showdown is tomorrow, and I want to get my predictions out to you, peeps. So let's get to some AEW news first, and we'll get to the Super Showdown predictions, some WWE news, and some good random news. AEW. Cody Rhodes did an interview with Sports Illustrated and touched on a few topics, including his recent moonsault off the cage. About the moonsault, that was very Terry Funk style of a moonsault. I'm a bigger guy that people, than people think, so the moonsault doesn't come off easily. The only piece of thinking in my mind was to throw my head back, said Cody. My body will go where my head will go. That's something that John Laurinaitis and Dean Malenko told me when I first started doing the moonsault. As long as I threw my head back, I knew I'd be okay. People trying to talk him out of the moonsault. The cage has to be lowered for the ceiling. That was my rule. So I ended up with the highest cage I could possibly get, and that cost me. I'm terrified of heights. That's why my eyes were closed. I thought about it all day. Tony Cott was adamant that I did not do it. I never seen a boss like him and how he leads, the way he cares about his investments. <clears throat> Excuse me. Too many people were trying to talk me out of it. Typically, I'm go by the go position, which is the gorilla position during the show, but I stayed away so they couldn't talk me out of it. About AEW's new action figures. This is another one of those they're real moments for us. I really like those they're real moments. I don't like them as a way to rub it in people's faces who disbelieve. I think it helps people who believe. It's not like it's not unlike Picard. I'm watching Picard on CBS All Access right now, and if no one is talking to me about Picard, I'm not happy. It's the weird success begets success for people who bought in and believe. I wanted to know there is a Wicked 2 toy company in Jazz Wares. The line is amazing. They've blown away current wrestling figures. I'm proud to be a part of the first line. They set a new standard in wrestling figures. And finally, he did talk about his feud with MJF. There is pure evil to Max. He's unlike anyone I've ever encountered in pro wrestling. I don't think anyone knows the real Max. He lives in Long Island with his family. I think they're the only people when that door closes that know who Max really is. His commitment is incredible. And the deeper elements of their feud. There is a deep element at play. That's why I don't like the term heel. If you look back at Christmas night and world-class championship wrestling from the 1982, the night Michael Hayes turned on Kerry Von Erich, that's not what happened. He got kneed by Flair into Kerry, and then Terry defended him because he only saw the second half of the hit. There was not a plan. Black and white heel turn. Max talks about how I held him down, and genuinely, that hurts. Now he's in a big spotlight in the second main event of his show in the sold-out arena, and we're going to see what he can do. The Young Bucks are releasing an autobiography. It's called The Young Bucks, Killing the Business, From Backyards to the Big Leagues. It's scheduled to be, released, excuse me, to be released on September 29th. The duo announced the news on the latest episode of the YouTube show, Being the Elite. Pre-orders are available if you like that kind of stuff. On AEW's new podcast, 
John Moxley opened up about his wife, Renee Young, still working with WWE and with him working in AEW. He said, it's pretty good. We're a true power couple. Our household got revenue streams coming from Fox, WWE, AEW, New Japan, and all other projects. We go wherever we want. My wife came to the Tokyo Dome the other day, Moxley said. I'd walk to Monday night I'd walk in the Monday Night Raw backstage if I wanted to. Nobody would say nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. We kind of surpass any bull excuse me, bull crap, I think he's saying kind of thing. She's such a valuable asset there, and her career is on the ups. She got a big she's got big stuff coming. And whatever her ultimate goals are, whatever they lie in wrestling or outside of it, she'll be going after that show super hardcore, and I'll be right behind her. She's been super behind me throughout the whole thing. And finally for AEW, Lance Archer from New Japan Pro Wrestling just signed with AEW. So it's official. Tony Khan had this to say about the signing. Lance Archer is explosive, dynamic, and unpredictable, making him perfect for AEW. He made his mark in every corner of the world. He's brutal, excuse me, he's brutal, colorful, and will be a factor the minute he steps into the ring. All right, Pete, so we're going to take a break real quick. we got to pay the bills. When I get back, i got the Super Showdown predictions for tomorrow, some WWE news, and some random news. We'll be right back, peeps. Ciao. All right, peeps, thank you very much for coming back and joining us. Remember to check us out on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter, under the AEW Insider 1 as a number one. Let's get to the WWE Super Showdown card and predictions. Now, a match or two could get added tonight. One could get taken out after NXT. I'm recording this right now. Actually, NXT and Dynamite is on, and I'm going to watch it after. So here's the predictions of the matches I had so far. Super Showdown 2020 will take place at 5 p.m. on Thursday, February 27, 2020. A one-hour kickoff show would start at 4 p.m. Alright, we do have the WWE Intercontinental Championship. It's Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I gotta go with Braun. Braun just won the belt from Shinsuke, and it's fucked up Shinsuke got hurt like he did, but I'm telling you, Braun's gonna keep it and have a WrestleMania match for that belt. We do have Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in the Steel Cage match. A.K.A. nobody gives a fuck about this match or who wins, but I'm definitely going with King Corbin. I think they might give it to Roman and give him a little boost before Mania for whoever he fights, but we still got Elimination Chamber, so I'm going to go with King Corbin. Uh, We also do have the Two-Wake or Two-Walk Trophy. It's Andrade returning from his, uh, excuse me, drug suspension. AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Eric Rowan, R-Truth. And it was Rusev, but they replaced him with Rey Mysterio. Uh, They replaced him and they're saying it's because of a back injury, but backstage reports say he didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. And plus, WWE is deciding what to do with him until he resigns or he does not with the company. So I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We got the New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston versus My Dogs, the Miz and John Morrison. Um, I'm going with The Miz and John Morrison. If they don't win it now, they're going to win it next month or at Mania. But they're the fucking bomb, dude. The dirt sheet is back. Those are the peeps. Miz and Morrison hopefully will be the new tag champs. 
We also had the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match. It's Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy versus the Street Profits. Now, the Street Profits will win those WWE titles. I love them since they started in NXT. They got their due. They're killing it on the main roster, but it's just too early. And Seth, the Messiah, Monday Night, and Buddy just got those belts, and they're the hottest faction right now. So Seth and Murphy will retain their titles. We also have WWE SmackDown's Women's Championship match, which is Bailey versus Naomi. I got to go with Naomi. And like I said, and it is, because Naomi's going to have this at WrestleMania. That's why they got Brodus Clay to come back and Cameron. If not, she'll win it right before it or at Mania. But I think they're going to give it to her now, and then she's going to carry it to Mania and win it again. And finally, for the Super Showdown card, we do have the Universal Championship match, which is The Fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg. My winner is The Fiend. Uh, if this match goes well, they could rematch at Mania. So that's what I think they're going to do. The only way I don't think they're going to rematch this at Mania is if Goldberg fucks up big time like he did with the Undertaker match. But I know The Fiend's going to keep his belt, and then Goldberg actually might beat him for it at WrestleMania. And speaking of show showdown, super showdown, Vince has a backup plan this time. As you know, last time they went over there, the Saudis weren't paying them for doing their pay-per-views. Vince literally cut the whole television feed for all of Saudi Arabia so they couldn't see the pay-per-view. And actually the prince stopped their airplanes and didn't let the WWE workers fly back. So in this time, Vince is actually leaving a couple wrestlers behind. He's not bringing his entire roster. So he is bringing the, leaving a couple behind with the NXT. NXT peeps to cover SmackDown just in case. But Vince did decide to use the same exact airline this year that he did last year when they kept them there, which makes no sense to me. Also, The Undertaker is in Saudi. He's not scheduled to wrestle, but he will be at the show. I feel he will be cutting a promo and setting up his match for WrestleMania and revealing who he's going to face off against, which is going to be AJ Styles. Now, I reported how Killer Cross was teasing at NXT debut. It seems he might skip NXT altogether. According to the Wrestling Observer, Killer Cross will do something big with WWE, and it does not include a journey through NXT. We previously reported that even uh, Killer Cross would be fast-tracked to the main roster. As of writing this, it doesn't appear if he'll be working a match with John Cena at WrestleMania, but that remains to be seen. And they're actually saying those glitches on the TV that were happening during SmackDown last week were for Killer Cross. All right, Pete, well, we got to take a break again real quick. We, you know, we got to do this to pay the bills. I don't mean to ramble on. But when we get back, we got some more awesome WWE news, and I got some great random news. So just hang on. We're going to end the show soon. All right, peeps, we're back. I'm going to do my best to finish this show so you guys don't have to see, keep sitting through those commercials. All right. On Monday Night Raw, WWE was really concerned that they were going to get Chris Jericho chance because the show did take place in Winnipeg, Canada. They made sure to block out, take all Jericho or AEW signs and not let us hear about it in the crowd, them chanting, which is fucked up. Also, Charlotte Flair wasn't on the show because her grandfather passed away on her mom's side. An idea of what two top NXT stars are being paid has come to light. 
According to a report from the Wrestling Observer, Finn Balor is still making main roster money, and he's still getting the previous downside guarantee he originally signed with. With that being said, Balor likely won't be making too much more than his current downside guarantee, since he's currently part of the NXT brand and would get less pay-per-view bonuses. Now, as far as Ripper, excuse me, Rhea Ripley, uh, she's on a different pay scale. Although she's in a major feud with Charlotte Flair on Raw and will be working a WrestleMania 36 match, she's still working under her NXT contract, which is much less than her main roster. In theory, Ripley would receive extra bonus payouts for Raw appearances to build up the angle, though. Now, the bad news for this guy just keeps coming. I reported a few shows ago that Samoa Joe got another head injury. Well, besides that, Joe just got popped with a dirty urine. That's right, he got suspended for 30 days for giving WWE a dirty urine. Between all his injuries and this, they should let him go ASAP. But we know they don't want to let their other stars go in elsewhere, so we'll see what they're going to do with Joe. Uh, and he is, he is, uh, he just has been announced though for an event for them at WrestleMania weekend. So it doesn't look like they're going to fire him soon. Triple H revealed that ex-WWE star Mark Jindrak was supposed to be an original member of his faction, Evolution. Hunter said, we filmed a bunch of stuff with Mark with the intention that he was going to be in the group. Mark Jindrak seen that, he posted himself in ring gear, and he's more jacked and in shape than I've ever seen. He replied, Well, it feels nice to have closure after 17 years. I understand why he didn't want me in the group, but it won't stop me from challenging him at WrestleMania. Triple H vs. Mark Jindrak. See you in Tampa, Paul. Bring your black suit. Now, it's not going to happen, but I wish it would, especially seeing what shape this guy's in. Those two beasts would tear the fucking house down. WWE is trying to pull out all the stops to keep Matt Hardy there. PW Insider reported that his contract is scheduled to be up March 1st, which is this Sunday. A lot of people have asked him what's going on, the guy, uh, excuse me, the PW Insider guy. He said, this is just my theory. I know that WWE has made a lot of overtures to him in the last couple of weeks. There's been some talk of him going back to NXT. My gut feeling is that Matt Hardy will stay with WWE. If they give him a guarantee he can go do the broken shit all in NXT, he might stay. Rhea Ripley was asked about Bianca Belair. Ripley said that she would not have a problem with Belair being in her WrestleMania match against Charlotte. Now, I have to agree. Last year, I was pissed when they put Charlotte into the Lynch, uh, excuse me, uh, Rousey match. But with Belair entering in this, this year, it would be fucking great, honestly. And then backstage are saying this is not a one and done with Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. I'm told they will be going for it with Bianca in the mix leading up to WrestleMania. Don't know if it'll be a three-way match yet, but they do know that Bianca's stuff will be seen elsewhere other than NXT. And finally for WWE, I told you Vince wants to start selling and renting the rights to his pay-per-view so they could show it on ESPN or NBC, what have you. Well, a year of pay-per-views, 12 pay-per-views to be exact, he could actually make anywhere from 101 to $150 million a year just from letting other people rent them out. He's definitely going to do it because he wants all the money he can get for his XFL. Random Wrestling News. 
I've reported on my last show how WWE, a.k.a. Vince McMahon, banned Vicky Guerrero from having any WWE superstars on her podcast. While never to be the one for a loss of words, wrestling legend, superstar Billy Graham heard about it, and this is what he had to say. This scumbag bastard Vince has blocked Vicky Guerrero from using any of his so-called superstars on her podcast because she went to AEW with Chris Jericho on his cruise ship. This man has to be the single most evil human being walking the face of the earth. To deny a woman's right to make a living when her husband gave her life for that unworthy pile of dung? He won't let her have any of his talent simply to sit there and talk on her podcast? While coming this Thursday, February 27th, we'll be putting on a show in Saudi Arabia with his partner, Saudi Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salam, who will be paying him $50 million for one-night show, and yes, personally ordered the murder and dismemberment of an American journalist, the ever-greedy Vince will take $50 million soaked in his blood, but won't let Vicky Guerrero make some nickels and dimes doing a podcast. What a two-faced, selfish bastard that will burn in hell. That's fucking amazing. And hey, man, the superstar is right. And finally, I reported last week that WWE's Sonny, a.k.a. Tammy Lynch, had a court date this week. Well, she was finally released from prison yesterday morning. She has been in that Pennsylvania jail for a parole violation since 2019. All right, peeps, I wanted to bring you that show, especially before Super Showdown. Definitely watch, see what my picks, you know, which ones what would actually one, blah, blah, blah. Don't want to ramble on. Anyway, I will be back this weekend. I will have a prediction show and more awesome wrestling news before AEW's uh, Revolution pay-per-view. Remember, show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benz. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.